Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Neil Jones, your host for the next 45 minutes or so. Joining me to uh, discuss the game against West Ham, reflect on the under-19s progression in the UEFA Youth League and talk a little bit about Roberto Firmino, Sadio Mane, orange kits and European away uh, hangovers, if you like. Our, our full-time correspondent, both home and away, James Pearce. How are you, James? Very good, thank you. Yeah. Also here is our Liverpool editor, Andy Kelly. Hi, uh, Johnsy. Yeah, and uh, a special guest as well, Paul Gorst, who is uh, who is our resident late man on a Friday, yeah. and he's here to uh, to look ahead to the weekend as well. How are you, Paul? Oh, I'm not too bad, Neil. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, we'll start. We'll start with what's happened today. Jurgen Klopp held a press conference at Melwood uh, a short while ago. James, you were down there. It wasn't there. It wasn't explosive stuff, to be fair, was it? But uh, what was the what was the thrust of what was discussed? I suppose the main the main thing that jumped out you was obviously it was the first time Jurgen Klopp had spoken since uh, the FA announcement on Wednesday evening that that Firmino had no case to answer after being accused of racially abusing Mason Holgate. Obviously, dragged on for the best part of seven weeks, and Klopp kind of said you know he was surprised at how long it had gone on for, but said he was very proud of the way. That Roberto Firmino conducted himself over that spell. I think, you know, it's it's, it's been amazing really that with that hanging over him, his contribution. I think it's yeah. five goals in yeah. seven games. Player of the month, I think, for, for, yeah. for January. And, and rightly so. You know, the um, he, he's been absolutely ex- exceptional. And Klopp also said that he said from the first moment he, he knew that he, I think he used the word there was nothing to be afraid of. He said that once he'd spoken to Roberto in the in the wake of that game. Um, he always believed that he, he would be cleared um, and no damage would be done to his reputation. Um, and, uh, and that, you know, obviously the FA left no stone unturned with, with all the, the witness statements and lip-reading specialists they brought in. And uh, thankfully that's all in the past now and Klopp's keen to move on. Yeah, and obviously Firmino, we expect to lead the line on uh, on Saturday at Anfield. I mean, it's a difficult one to, to, to give opinion on or anything like that but the FA as James said left no stone unturned and I thought their their statement that they issued was pretty equivocal in, in, in clearing Firmino's name whilst not denigrating the, the guy who made the accusation as well yeah I mean I think the thing we have to say on this and you know, you'll have you'll have people who'd be frustrated that it's taken so long for Firmino to be um, you know vindicated or, or whatever cleared but um, you know the FA had to do their job, and we'd be you know loads of people would be very quick to criticise them if they didn't. Yeah. Um, they have done. Um, they spoken to a lot of players. I think it was twelve or thirteen players interviewed, wasn't it, PSE? And and uh, you know they've they've come to for what for Liverpool was an absolutely vital conclusion, and we can only think that Liverpool all along were pretty confident that that was going to be the conclusion, given they let Daniel Sturridge go on yeah. loan and things like that, because Roberto Firmino has been absolutely fundamental to everything Liverpool have tried to do this season and you know without Firmino Salah doesn't have the season he's having I mean you'd be interested to see how many times they set each other up and uh, uh, and he's just central to everything Liverpool do and the great thing about Firmino is I think he's 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 appreciated by people outside the club but he's appreciated more by people within Liverpool and, and by their supporters and if anyone wanted to go and buy Firmino, he doesn't have those... He's having a very good season, he's up to over 20 goals, but he doesn't have those massive numbers that absolutely shines, puts the flag up the pole yeah. and says, you have to buy me. Yeah. He's a difficult one for to see sometimes where he might fit into other clubs. And if 
you are going to, if someone were to come and try and get Firmino, they'd almost need to build their side around him. Yeah. And that makes me sort of confident that, and plus what Firmino says, yeah. that you know, he wants to be here, um, makes me confident that we're going to be watching a, a lot of a very good player for a long time to come. Yeah, let's hope you're right. Uh, the third the third prong of that attack, Sadio Mane, obviously last, last game got a hat-trick, he was, Klopp was asked about him signing a new contract today. I think his quote was something along the lines of, we want to keep players here and then add to them rather than letting them go. Paul, you're hoping to see Sadio Mane potentially go on a run of form that we perhaps haven't seen from this season, we, we, we associate with last season's player? Yeah, uh, well, I mentioned um, a couple of weeks back, I, I don't actually think he was as, as poor as what he was made out to be. Uh, it was it's something of a rough for him. Um, but, you know, he, he struck off in some style in the importance with the hat-trick. I think he's only one goal behind what he got last season. Yeah, right. And when you consider, you know, the impact he had last season. Though, to be fair, I think he has played roughly the same number of games. I think there's only one in it. Cause we showed missed you, a fair bit of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah cause he was, of, he was yeah. out from April, wasn't he? April the 1st to Derby. And then, and then missed January, January yeah, didn't yeah, he? So, yeah. so, actually, he's, we've we've had pretty much the same from him as we, this season as we have last. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, to be fair, he's adapted to a new position as well. Like last season, he was on the right, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so he's had to sort of get used to playing on the left, completely different. Um, so I say I, I don't ever think it was quite as, as poor as what he was made out to be at times. Maybe he wasn't grabbing the headlines like Salah's been doing every, every single week. But um, yeah, if, if Liverpool can get him tied down, that that'd be super for them. Yeah, if we go to the West Ham game then, James, um, Mr Moyes visiting uh, Anfield, he's got a wonderful record at Anfield, he's lost pretty much every time he's visited, um, looking to keep up that proud proud record, but I, I noticed from his press conference today, he said something along the lines of Liverpool will always give you chances and uh, the best solution for any team is always to attack, which uh, I don't know who was feeding him the information in his, in his earpiece, but it didn't sound, didn't sound like David to us. No, certainly not the manager that used to that, no. that used to come at Anfield with Everton no. every season. Um, no, I mean, I, th- I think if, if they do set up like that, that would be absolutely music to, to Jurgen Klopp's ears, I think, because um, we, we saw over in Porto, you know, when a team does commit players forward against Liverpool, that what, what you know, what the, the, the danger that, uh, that they pose... Um, I think West Ham are certainly a different proposition now than they were down at the London Stadium earlier on in the yeah. season. You know, they were they were absolute shambles that night, weren't yeah, they? That was, they were, it was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the last, last game, wasn't it? Last yeah. throws yeah. of Bilic's reign, wasn't it? And yeah. it was, um, you know, it was, it was one of those one of those away grounds where it was almost perfect, wasn't it? Because the, the home, you knew that yeah. the home fans were always so close to just turning on them. And 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 Mark Noble was booed, wasn't he? Quite horribly, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it was, hero, it was yeah. a real toxic place. To be in Liverpool took full advantage of that environment, and uh, and obviously that was the I think the last rights one for Village. And but yeah. I think I've been I've been surprised at how well Moyes has done there in terms of dragging them away from trouble. Because you know certainly that night you looked at them and thought, God, you know I don't think we'll be coming back here next season. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, it's I mean they've still obviously got a long way to go. I think like 12, 30 points, but it's so congested in that bottom half of the table. Only a couple of defeats, and they could. Find themselves back in 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 serious trouble. Uh, I think they've drawn the last two visits to Anfield, haven't they? West Ham yeah. once in the cup, obviously in the one in the Premier League as well last season. So it was interesting listening to Klopp today because he said he said that he was actually glad that Liverpool had had a ten day gap between the games, primarily because he said it would have been very difficult to get the players' heads in the right place yeah. if they were facing West Ham three days after thrashing Porto. Because he said, you know, after trying to bring people back down to earth after a big night like that, now he said, 
because they've kind of like gone through that process of you know the elation of that, gone back to work. They've obviously had the training camp in Marbella, back at Melwood this week. That it, that he feels that there won't be any complacency come yeah. three o'clock on Saturday, and uh, I think it's fair to say the Liverpool manager is very keen to to focus minds because you know it, the the other standout quote for me was he said I want to be happy at the end of the season. Yeah. Happy isn't a word that I'd associate with myself at the moment because we haven't achieved anything yet. Yeah, absolutely, Andy. I mean, we look at West Ham, and they always have the same sort of squad with a lot of names and sort of players of reputation who maybe underachieve or have little spells. But at the moment, they seem to have a few players playing well. Hernandez obviously scored goals at Anfield. I've seen him do that for United. Arnautovic has caused Liverpool problems in, in at Stoke. Lanzini, someone who's been linked with Liverpool in, in some areas. They're not they're not short of, of talent that could cause Liverpool problems, but Liverpool should be looking for that win, surely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Liverpool are on beat now, Anfield in the league this season. So you know, start from there. The, the, you know, these have to come up and try and do something that no other team in the league has done so far. Of course, the thing that's on their side is that a point is a victory for them, and it's two points dropped for Liverpool. So that's what that's what Liverpool will be hoping to guard against. Um, they have some good players. Lanzini, it looks like, will be fit. He's been a doubt for them. Um, Carroll's out, I think, isn't he? Yeah. Um, which isn't unusual. Um, they'll be they'll be used to that. A rare Ar- injury, for Andy <laughs> yeah. um, is the is the interesting one, isn't he? He's in form. Scored scored quite a few goals recently. Moy seems to have had a galvanising effect on him because his his switch from Stoke to West Ham was one of the most underwhelming starts to a transfer yeah. ever, wasn't it? Well, he, he, just... didn't, he didn't score at all under Billich. No. He just... Club record time as well, isn't he? Yeah. Like he just wasn't doing anything, was he? And we know he, he has proved that he's a decent player in the past, hence why West Ham scored or uh, paid a few quid for him. So he is he is a threat and he's quite physical as well. He's sort of player sometimes can give Liverpool some problems. And they'll hope now that... They've got themselves up to twelfth from having been right in right in the middle of the yeah. relegation dogfight. They're at twelfth now. You look at the table; that sounds relatively comfortable. Many a year it would be, but it's not this year. You're four points off. They'll want to keep themselves out of that fight, and every single point they can get is worthwhile. So, to a certain extent, while there's pressure on them given their league position, there's also a, it's a bit of a free hit. These aren't the games that people will expect them to get much yeah. out of. So it's a bonus if they get something. And Liverpool will have to be absolutely on their um, on their metal. I mean, I always think West Ham. You always think they've got about like feel like they've about nine different centre halves they can play, and 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 you know you can. I wouldn't be surprised if he did something like played three three centre halves yeah. and stuff like that. You know, he did, he, he did that at, at uh, the London Stadium, didn't he? He played he played three. Not that it made any difference. To be no, fair, but he, he, I mean, he tried. Not quite sure what if they've played that much this season, but you you know you could see them going for something like that. Um, certainly, it it'd be very strange if he didn't have one or two midfield holders right in front, keeping that space between the lines. And when you can control that space between the lines, that's when you'll have some success in in offering Liverpool difficulties in breaking you down. And that's when we've, you know, you know, the Swansea manager Carvajal described it as creating traffic in in the yeah. right areas. And uh, that's what Moyes will be wanting to do tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jan Mulby said in his column this morning in the Echo about what they do lack is pace, West Ham, and you know that means their chances of getting stuff on the break are are more limited. So. Um, yeah, I'd, it won't be easy, and they are a team that can just catch fire on a game. 
but you'd have to fancy Liverpool. Yeah. Um, Ghosty, how important then Liverpool playing on the Saturday three o'clock, Sunday, Tottenham away at Palace, United and Chelsea meeting each other, and then Arsenal play City. I think not till the Thursday. They play in the Carabao Cup Sunday, yeah. and then they play them on Thursday in the league. Chance to steal a match. Liverpool can be second by the end of play on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. I think second is, is what Liverpool should be looking looking to, to aim for now for the rest of the season. Um, I, I think Arsenal are, are too far gone now. I think they're far and away the, the sixth yeah. best team in the league. Well, I tell you, they looked hot in the Europa League on, on Thursday night, didn't they? So never, never write them off. Well, <laughs> but I, I, I just, yeah, I think they're kind of marooned out in six now. I think they're, they're well better than the teams behind them, and they're not as good as the teams in front of them. But uh, the, the the five are, are fighting up well, that city running away with it, but the rest are fighting for, for those places. But I think Liverpool are good enough to, to you know come and say second is is there for grabs, and I think they should be going for it. So yeah, um, you know a, a regulation home win tomorrow will, will certainly put the pressure on, on the rest of them for the, the remainder of the weekend. Um, and it, it's hard to look past it to be honest. Um, I can see Liverpool. Picking up the points tomorrow. Yeah, I think regulation 3-0 winners. Christian Walsh always uh, always requests. James, what what do you think team-wise, Liverpool and any anything there? Uh, it'd be hard to change that Porto team to be honest, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, the only thing Klopp didn't name any names today. He said there'd been a bit of sickness this week, um, but he says that. Bound to be Lovren. Clavan seems to have bad guts as well, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. no sooner back. But he's... That, that centre halves corner of the dressing room, isn't it? There's GMs everywhere. There. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it would be, you know, as, as long as those eleven are all are fit and healthy, I think it would be strange to change it. Um, you know, there's probably a few players knocking on the door. Obviously, Gomez just missed out over in Porto. Um, you know, does he go for Gomez over Trent? Personally, I think Trent deserves to keep his place after how well he played over there. Similarly, on the other flank, obviously Moreno fit again, but you know, Robertson arguably his best performance for the club against Porto. Strange, I think it would be strange to change that. Lovren Van Dijk, I yeah. think on current form, best centre back partnership. The midfield three, you know, you you could make an argument that you know it, is that the midfield three you want for a home game against West Ham? Slightly different challenge to. To Porto away, but I, I think you know it would be harsh to leave yeah. Milner out. You could maybe you know, bring in Chan, I suppose, ahead of Milner. But I, I think I'd like to see the same eleven yeah. kept, and then you you know you bank on the front three being uh, refreshed and, and ready to go and delivering some more punishment. Yeah, Andy, do you think the fact that that first leg was so comfortable gives Liverpool a little bit of wiggle room because they can make some of those changes? For that second leg now, so they can play Moreno in that second leg, and I mean, he's had some bad games for Liverpool. He'd have to have he'd have to have his worst ever to, to cost Liverpool the, the progression in the Champions League. Same same going for Joe Gomez if he needs to bring him back in. He can maybe play Joel Matip in that game, so he that that gives them a, a few options. Oxley Chamberlain, Lallana, people like that. So absolutely true. I mean, in fact, uh, I think I wrote a piece on this a few days ago, basically saying that Klopp's been given now a luxury that very few managers at this time in the of the season will have in the sense that he's got, you know, he hasn't got a huge glut of games at this stage. Um, he's got a virtually fully fit squad. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, the only one I can think of who's not really, you've got Lallana and Klein. Lallana's been back, got had another setback, and is ready to come back again. Klein, obviously, we haven't seen, but he's back in full training now. So at some stage, you might want to give him ten or fifteen minutes here or there. But he can now go. As Jim said he can just go. Potentially, same team again, 
just reward the team that did brilliant in in Porto and say same again, in the knowledge that you know any frustrations in those players that he's got the likes of potentially an Oxley Chamberlain for instance or uh, or a Chan, they've got that Porto game coming up on March the sixth, and you know he'll want to be strong there, but knows he doesn't need to be at his strongest, yeah. and therefore. Um, perfect game for some changes and you know you'd be surprised if that team didn't have Moreno in it you'd be surprised if it didn't have Danny Ings up front yeah. you'd be surprised if um, potentially there weren't some minutes for Klein as long as his comeback keeps going wasn't it so and you can always put Matip in there if you've settled on and I very definitely would like to see us settle on uh, Van Dijk Lovren as our best centre half partnership because I just don't think Joel Matip's form has been strong enough this season to justify anything else. Um, Matip has made some, um, you know, poor decisions and and uh, games this season. It was interesting. You were on press box this week, Jonesy, and I thought Chris Baskin made a good point that Lovren. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I mentioned <laughs> yes, well, no, you, you know. did as well. But fast forward the two years. On the very, on, on this very issue, I, I mean, I thought uh, um, Baskin made a good point that Lovren's mistakes this season have been very honest mistakes in the sense that he's he's gone to try and do something which would be the right thing to do, yeah. and he's got it wrong. Like you know, clearing that ball, it takes a little bobble that's over his feet for the penalty, and and those sorts of things. He goes to try and he was know, there. He, he was there, there yeah. and and you know he's making the point that some previous centre, I think he mentioned Skirt as a possible name, you know, didn't quite get identified as the culprit because sometimes they were just so far away from where they should have been, you couldn't actually see it was his mistake. Yeah. And um, I, I I'm a bit like that with Love, and he still has, we know he's still got a bad Rick in him, but hopefully. Alongside Van Dyke, hopefully they can gel and those mistakes are kept a bit more to a, a minimum. And uh, I'd, I'd sort of like to see them established and, yeah. and say, OK, we're going to commit to them. For instance, as and when we play a Champions League, that those will be, if we get, you know, we've mostly in the quarterfinals, aren't we? If we can get quarterfinals, we're going to play those two as our centre half if they're both fit and well. Yeah. Same okay. with Carrius, obviously, behind him as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of think on that point, I kind of think Van Dyke's personality would help Lovren in that situation. He's very cool, relaxed, watching him on LFC later last night, and he's just appeared unruffled by anything, I think. But he's, he's very talkative as well, so I think that would help Lovren. Lovren needs someone next to him, you know, dishing out the orders and uh, yeah. basically a, a soothing influence as well, because we know... He does have a, a rick in him, as you say. But it's not, it's not one-way traffic, isn't it? I mean, Van Dyke's obviously brings that that helps him, but Lover's been talking about helping Van Dyke settle in and that sort of thing. Yeah. So we all thought that Van Dyke was maybe the player who was going to end Dejan Lover's Liverpool career. That might happen in the long run, but for now, he could be the, he could be the making of it in the sort of short to mid-term. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving away from the weekend's game, James, also at the press conference today, Klopp was talking about couple of young players who've been training with the, the first team at Melwood. Um, great to see a, a, a very much a homegrown player, Curtis Jones from, from the City Centre in there, Rafa Camacho as well, who me and Andy saw score a, a pretty uh, pretty good goal in the Youth League on on uh, Wednesday. Good signs, he spoke very positively about Steven Gerrard's work and, and about the players that are coming through. He did, yeah, he spoke about how he said he loves the desire that he's seen from Steven Gerrard in his first steps yeah. on, the, on the coaching ladder. Uh, spoke about how impressed he's been by by that Liverpool under-18s team this season, um, and how delighted he is to give opportunities to those young players to to train at Melwood. I mean, 
as we said before, with with uh, with no injuries at the moment, it, it's not a case of needs must bringing in bodies. It was that decision to, to for the, for the to Camacho and Jones to to train at Melwood was reward for yeah. their efforts the day before against Manchester United. He also name checked uh, Liam Miller and yeah, Connor, Connor Masterson. Masterson yeah. A couple of other young players who have had that experience of playing at Melwood because Klopp said he has to look to the future in terms of, he said, you know, if we were to get, you know, a handful of injuries, then we would need these players for, you know, a really decent training session. So they need to be up to speed. They need to know the demands and the expectations if they want to be here on a regular basis. Um, and obviously he said that with the situation at the moment, with so many of the young players being out on loan, Neil Critchley's under-23s, Klopp said about that, you know, we basically took half his team away from in, yeah. in January by you know, sending players elsewhere to help them try and take that next step up in their development. Um, it has given opportunities to the likes of Curtis Jones and, and Camacho, and yeah, just fantastic experience for them. Yeah. And it's what a week that is to you know be part of a Liverpool team under Steven Gerrard that beats Man United into the quarterfinals, tie against Manchester City, and then you, you're rubbing <laughs> shoulders with Salah and Firmino the day yeah. after. Yeah, or in Camacho's case, you're carrying Jordan Henderson around Melbourne. Piggybacked for the order of the day. Yeah, Andy, you're the you're the, uh, the doyen, if you like, of the uh, the under 18 scene at Liverpool. <laughs> you were there. You were there. Um, I don't mean that in a in a bad way. By the way, that's that's just a that's just just a fact. You, you're, you're there. Um, you were there on Wednesday night. You watched. It was, it was a decent performance from Liverpool against the, against the United side. That's got some talent in it as well. To me, Curtis Jones, every time I see him, stands out an absolute mile for that that side, along with Ben Woodburn, who you, we know is already around the first team. Do you see him? Do you see him as someone who we might be talking about in a fringe first team capacity this time next year? Ooh, tricky that in terms of timing, Jones. I mean, I, look, it, Curtis Jones from the very first game I saw him, like I was writing about him and excited yeah. by him, and. You know, he was, uh, what was he then, 15, I think. Yeah. And um, he, the thing I say about him, when he goes on the pitch, it's clear that his number one thing is, I want to go on there and be the, the best player on the pitch. And I like that about him. Um, he's not he's not always brilliant. Um, I didn't think he had the greatest game at Anfield, for instance, in the Youth Cup, yeah. even though he was involved in... He scored. He scored. Yeah. And, but, you know, in terms of... That was a tough, tough game. And I was, I'm maybe being harsh on but I wanted to see even more from him. But... Um, He's a very confident lad, Curtis. You know, um, he did it. You know, I actually missed it, but you, you were saying <laughs> to me, he, he just tried a Rabona there yeah. after about ten minutes. Of, that's right. <laughs> and he didn't just try it. He actually, he actually put it, it across it, in, it, across it, 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 across it, it something like that every time you see him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He did it in his as a fifteen-year-old. He got brought into the youth cup team after impressing his first two games, and they played Crystal Palace in the youth cup, which is big, big game for team. And he on that from almost exactly the same position. Three minutes into the game, he did a Rabona. <laughs> now, you can imagine that some coaches would, would be absolutely hauling you over the coals. Uh, now, it was Stevie, obviously, on, on, on Wednesday. It was Neil Critchley uh, that night. And I I'm, I'm suspect Critch just rolled his eyes and thought, that's Curtis, because they don't want to academise these players. That, that, that would be the most dull thing in the world if everyone churned out the same players. Curtis has got something different, do you know what I mean? Still needs to keep improving. But really good. But from that game on Wednesday, the player I have to mention is Nico Williams yeah. because the poise he shows and has shown from the minute he arrived last season under Neil Critchley in the 18s, again at 15, 16 now, and it's poise he shows at right back. Uh, young Welsh lad had an assist for the Ben Woodburn first goal. 
and you know he really really impresses me and for me he was the man of the match on on Wednesday Nico Williams and considering he was the youngest player on that field um, by a reasonable way I suspect um, you know, been that long has he? No, no. It says Stevie spoke about him after he's been out for six was out for six months and uh, you know that that happens when you're that age and a playing man's, a man's performance he described as it? yeah really good and uh, um, he was great and it was difficult to it was difficult to criticise any of them really and. I'm slightly annoyed that they've got Man City in the next round in the sense that it's it's UEFA Youth League. You'd like to be, if you look at the teams who are still in there, you know, you've got Madrid, Barca, Atletico Bayern Madrid, Munich. Bayern Munich. You'd love, Spurs are still in there, to be fair. You'd love to be playing one of them. I mean, City only beat Inter Milan on penalties in the, in the last round, but you suspect Milan are a good team. So, and Liverpool have to, you know, go to the Etihad complex, which is a bit frustrating as well. Just because yeah. you'd rather be playing those games at home on your familiar turf. And recently, our record going over there, they've had very good youth teams in the last couple of years. Record's not great. so. Um, but, you know, you can tell Stevie's got, got the sniff of it in his nostrils, hasn't he? Yeah. That, that, that They'll be very well prepared uh, for the next round. Absolutely. I mean, for those young players, Paul, I mean, you've got someone like Curtis Jones, not much younger than Trent Alexander-Arnold, not much younger than Ben Woodburn. Rian Brewster players who've been in and around the first team must be must be a pretty um, pretty exciting prospect for them to be seeing those players do it and then getting a chance to do it themselves. Yeah, it's um, it it kind of provides a bit of a, a tantalising prospect for them, doesn't it? You know, I, I remember Curtis Jones talking about um, training with Sturridge and like how rewarding he, he found that, and you know, just just training with these players it just kind of gives them a you know. Maybe in eighteen months, two years' time, that will be them, and, and and you know, that that can only be a benefit to these types of players. Um, but Curtis Jones in particular, you know, he, he's got years on his side, hasn't he? He's what, just turned seventeen, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, kind of similar about to Ben Woodburn. Um, I, I don't think this, there should be any rush for Liverpool to to kind of fast track Woodburn into the first team right away. Um, you know, he's clearly head and shoulders above the, the level that he's playing at now, but he, he's got he's got plenty of time on his side. Um, Maybe we'll make a good feature at some stage against Porto, uh, but there are there are plenty of, of talented youngsters at the moment yeah. for Liverpool. Yeah. James, you remember being 17 and 18? It's a long time ago. Uh, absolutely. Were you were you gifted? Were you, you being fast tracked for great things at that time? No, no, no. <laughs> not Slow track to mediocrity. Willing but not very able. Yeah. No, not much has changed. No, no. <laughs> not much has changed. Two decades on. Yeah. What what have you made of Gerard at under 18? Because I think. If there was a, an asterisk when Liverpool appointed Steven Gerrard, it was how would someone who's been used to the very top handle sort of getting their hands dirty at academy level and handle not necessarily being in the limelight, not being able to sort of to to strive for perfection, if you like. That was that was my concern. It doesn't seem to have been borne out, even though, as Andy will tell you, he's had a a, t- a tough month, if you like, of results. Yeah, I think speaking to him about it, I think it's interesting actually the the kind of the experience and the learning curve that he's been on you know over the last seven or eight months and there's been been times when I remember watching a a game on LFC go a few months back I think it was Wolves away it was essentially just being played in a field in the middle of the Midlands somewhere and it was just quite funny to think there's there's Steven Gerrard arguably (laughs) the greatest player in Liverpool's history just stood on the side and effectively what looked like you know could have been a Sunday league pitch um and you know, fair play to him to you know to go down that channel. And he, you know, he said himself he had offers in the Championship, League yeah. One, League Two, 
um, it would have been easy to just take one of those roles where you know it would have been a lot a lot more kind of glamour as opposed to getting his hands dirty like he has done in academy football but I think it, it's definitely was a wise move and I think the other thing that struck me about him is he, he's, he wants to win doesn't he and yeah. that's and it's quite an interesting kind of not a battle but you know it's we, we often hear academy staff talk about it's all about development you know I remember I've spoken to you know youth team coaches at Liverpool previously about how yeah of course we'd like to win but you know give me one player making that leap to Melwood yeah. and I'd, I'd rather have that than three FA Youth Cups or whatever and Stephen's very very different isn't he I think you yeah. speak to him and he's like I yeah I want development but I want to win yeah. there's no point yeah. you know, his argument would be there's no point teaching kids to the age of 17, 18 winning doesn't really matter yeah. and then if they do make that leap suddenly it's all about winning you know, yeah. he, he, so it's, I think he's, he's probably learned a hell of a lot over the course of this season yeah. and, and even that tricky spell in the last month you know, he, he's obviously lost players to the 23s you know, effectively, chances of winning silverware this season de- depleted, chances depleted with it. But you know, I think that UEFA Youth League run as well shows not only the caliber of the young players Liverpool have got coming through, but the caliber of him as a as a coach and, and what he's done for those young kids. Because if you can't be inspired by playing for Steven Gerrard, then there's not much hope for you. Absolutely, I saw Herbie Kane playing a few diagonals that uh, certainly had the manager's stamp on them on, on Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, because there's a couple of the players have 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 those in there. Uh, you know, we saw Woodburn play yeah. a game where he was spraying a few like that a couple of months back, and uh, yeah, he's definitely shown them a couple of those in training, <laughs> hasn't he? But I think we should all I've mentioned is grieved all that on Stevie, and he was saying after the game, Jonesy too, wasn't he about? How you know he, he can't get his kicks on the field anymore yeah. as a player, but this is how he gets. The first his, thing he said wasn't it? Yeah. He said I'm I'm still looking for those thrills that I, I used to have as a player, and that this is how I get them. This right? is how I get them, and I think you know, I think that game Pearcey was talking about against Wolves. I seem to remember Liverpool were still unbeaten at that stage, and they went one 0 behind That's in right. the 85th minute, right, yeah. and they scored two to win the game in the last five minutes and I can I can imagine how buzzing he was on the coach on the way back from that that's just what he's about he sees winning as part of development and and uh, you know I'm I'm I think there's a the, you know there's a balance to be struck there because the reason that that academy coaches will sometimes give up winning is not that they don't want to win any given game they put a team out into it's just that they will think okay I'm not going to play that uh, Curtis Jones three times in a week, even though that might give us the best chance of yeah. winning all those games each. But that's not going to be great for his body. I'm going to give him a rest. I'm going to also I've got a player who I need to see if he's worth a game and give yeah. him the chance to show his stuff. So that's how they sort of have to balance. And we've seen that in the last month. You know they'd lost seven straight, the 18s and the 23s combined until Wednesday. Lots of those defeats were narrow. Uh, um, a couple of them unlucky, a couple of them deserved, but it's all about you know the fact that they have so many. As Klopp said, it was the next generation is already out on loan. That's what he said today. Yeah. You know, your Harry Wilsons, your Ryan Kent. Well, the, the top of the championship, you've got Shea Ojo, Harry Wilson, Marco Gruich, and Harry Wilson. Sorry, Harry Wilson's at the bottom end, at and, the bottom, yeah. and uh, Ovi Ajaria is at the bottom With end, Sunderland, of course. Yeah. So there's, there's, yeah. there's plenty there. And they've got a show that I mean. Of that group, you would say at the moment, Kent and maybe uh, Gruwich are the two who are perhaps showing best. I mean, Wilson's got injured out for a month. I think James wrote yesterday, obviously winning a penalty against Chelsea. You know, yeah. that's a hell of a on live TV. You know, that's a hell make, of a make, development make for him. Make Fabregas dive in. <laughs> Absolutely. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's great for Stevie's, you know, that winning mentality is fantastic, but I would say he's, he's been really lucky to go in alongside uh, someone as, as sort of, you know, absolutely committed to youth development as Neil Critchley is, do you know what I mean? And uh, a lot of those players in Stevie's 18s were blooded by Critch last year. And he, he's actually, Stevie's had them for about two thirds of a season. Now Critch is getting them back at the 23s because yeah. they've moved on through. So he, those, those players are seeing him again having started with him last season. So it's, it's interesting. Of course, Stevie's now picking a couple of the, the under-16s uh, and bringing them into his yeah. side. And we're starting to see, you know, hopefully a couple of them will impress. Um, there's a lad, Niall Brookwell, who I've been impressed by a couple of times. I've seen him. Um, and these, are, hopefully, we'll, we'll have new names to talk about. That's what football is, isn't it? You know, it's just seeing these young players emerge and seeing how far they can go in the game. And that's, that's, that's why I love going to those games. Yeah. Um, when do we know when the city tie is yet? We do. It, it's it's got thirteenth, fourteenth. Yeah, it's two possible dates, yeah. isn't it? Uh, as I say, it will be over there. But um, yeah. yeah, it will be. The, 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 I watched them play on Friday night before Christmas. I think um, it was one all, and yeah. um, Liverpool were one nil up. And uh, Rafa Camacho, we said, scored a cracker the other day. Missed. The biggest miss I've ever seen, maybe I've ever seen possibly. I mean, well, literally, <laughs> it was certainly in the top five. The whole goal gap and the goalkeeper's on his knees and and it's sort of just there two yards out and to put Liverpool 2-0 up. And somehow it, it's, it manages to connect with the goalkeeper's face and go over the bar. And it's, it was an extraordinary miss. But anyway, City came back strong in the second half and that ended one all. And they looked a, a good outfit. Hey, um, they still have Phil Foden playing for them, don't they? Um, well, they certainly didn't that night because he was—he's been—he's been with the first team That's squad, so, and then he got a little niggle and he's been back yeah. with the first team. I wouldn't expect that he'd be in the youth league side, but what he wasn't this week was he wasn't no. much. Yeah, so uh, you know, um, a bit like you know, we wouldn't expect Trent Alexander-Arnold, who could still play for Liverpool yeah. in this thing, we wouldn't expect him to come into that team. He's with the first team now, and I think Foden will be... Uh, yeah. But they've got uh, they've got some good players. The right winger, whose name I can't remember, but he was a Eastern European lad from memory, um, is a, was a particular threat on the night. Yeah. Um, from from the uh, under-18s of Manchester City to the, the first team, look at the head of the rest of the weekend, which is finally Carabao Cup final on, on Sunday. Um, one, are you bothered... And so, who wins it? Um, I'm, I'm not bothered who wins it, if I'm honest. Um, I might have been bothered if City were still going for the quadruple. Um, I've got, a, I've got a, an affection for Arsene Wenger. I don't know if it's because, he, he, you know, he's he's been pilloried by so many people who I dislike. Piers Morgan. Uh, yeah, cough, yeah. Cough, Piers Morgan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I think you have to, res- you know, I respect a manager who's, you know, the only one who's ever, div- you know, delivered a team of invincibles in the Premier League and all the things he's done for most ever the- FA Cups. Yeah, I mean, extraordinary, really. But on the other hand, I do think that he probably should have gone a couple of years ago, and that I don't see things changing at Arsenal in terms of becoming possible champions again until he, until yeah. he leaves. So. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a you've got a chance of being an absolute explosion of football, hasn't it? You know, and yeah. you know, they're both teams you like to play, but Man City are better than Arsenal, aren't they? You can <laughs> I think so. You can you can only expect it's cup final football, so anything can happen. Um, but I'd be very surprised. And City maybe aren't in 
the in the best moment they've been in in the season. Yeah. And maybe it will mean more to Arsenal, but um, I think the City side are pretty together, and you know they seem like a sort of they have a slight gang mentality, which I think I'm not convinced Arsenal do. I think that holds you instead when you go into big moments in seasons this yeah. will be a big moments cup final so City for me uh, Ghosty what about the impact then of Arsenal say Arsenal pull off a shock does that give them something to hold on to in the race for the top four or have they already have they already been that in favour of the Europa League for yeah I, I, I doubt whether they've got enough in them now to, to come back it's not just one team that's trying to overhaul is it? it's, yeah. you know, there's plenty of teams above them um, I think Arsenal have kind of mastered they kind of show how far you can get by winning the games you should um, you know, he finished in the top four for so many years on the trot, but always came up short when they were playing, or, or most yeah. of the time they came up short when they were playing United or Chelsea or City. Um, and I, I don't see that changing on Sunday, if I'm honest. I can yeah. see, uh, see City winning that one, particularly after uh, getting beat by Wigan. They'll have you know, a bit between the teeth and, and <laughs> yeah. they want a response. Absolutely. James, what about United-Chelsea then and on Sunday? What, what's the best result for Liverpool? A draw or, or do you want a, a definitive... Win for one. No, I think a draw would be would be perfect, wouldn't it, to gain ground on two of your rivals in the same weekend. I think, as Gorsi said, second place is a very realistic target for Liverpool now. Obviously, they'll go second if they beat West Ham, and uh, there's no reason why they can't go and hold on to it. I think the big thing is also, you, know, you look over your shoulder, I think we're only two points better off than Tottenham, aren't we, yeah. in fifth. And, and I think, yeah, I think Arsenal are, are cut too far adrift. I think their only hope, realistically, of playing Champions League next season is to win the Europa League. This term, which, which I think that you know is is a possibility for them, although there are a lot of AC Milan yeah, made for Barini that one. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Suso, he scored didn't he actually Barini last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right wing back for them, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah, that incredible yeah. Uh, defensive mind. Well, yeah. when he was at but they're not they're not the AC Milan of old, are they? Well, they are at seventh yeah. in Serie A, aren't they? They're, yeah, absolutely. The fact that Barini gets the game yeah, shows yeah. Yeah. they've got the AC Milan of old. Yeah. So yeah, I think. It, it, this weekend is just about making sure you take advantage of the fact that at least one of your, your main rivals is going to drop points in Chelsea I think fans, definitely fancy Chelsea to take something off United I think, oh, well, I th- I think Conte might take Mourinho's head off <laughs> <laughs> it could be, it that, could would be, be that. that would be a bonus <laughs> yeah. I think he's got more chance after they I'm not with JP on this one, I, I think United will win that fairly comfortably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd Scott McTominay doing the, doing the business <laughs> in the midfield. Be surprised if Pumper's not back in the midfield. It's United at Old Trafford. They just don't, they don't drop very many points there, do they? I know they're not they the United of all. They? they have yeah, a few I draws. Draw. I mean, I'd if I could pick a result, I'd pick you know, I'd pick the draw. That'd be yeah. ideal. But United um, won there last year, didn't they? On Easter Sunday. Yeah, yeah I, I can. You know, he just he has that habit of just getting a grinding result, doesn't he? And uh, Mourinho, and I can see him doing something similar. But but that, that that wouldn't be that would probably be the second best result that Liverpool could get, wouldn't it? And if Chelsea were to lose, because that Liverpool could theoretically put five, I think, is it between themselves? Yeah, and Chelsea, I mean, or? we that that's the big bonus for Liverpool. It is as long so all this that we're talking about now is none of it matters if Liverpool get yeah. the job done because if Liverpool get the job done, there's no result at Old Trafford that to a certain extent you can't take joy in as a Liverpool yeah. fan if United win okay we've got five clear on Chelsea or whatever yeah. if it's a draw they both drop points and if um, Chelsea win then Liverpool will have probably they'll, gone second they'll, be second, they'll yeah. be second yeah so um, but that's all dependent getting the business done Liverpool yeah, so go and do it go and do it indeed will he do it James against West Ham yes yeah 3-1 uh, 3-1 yeah. Yeah, who's, uh, who's scored for West Ham there 
Come on, who's, who's getting a goal around field for West Ham? Anatovic. Uh, oh, yeah, I like yeah. Anatovic. Yeah. I, think, I thought he was a good... I, I couldn't believe how bad he was in the first half yeah. of the season. I think since... Right, middle, since the middle of December, he scored seven goals. Yeah. So I think I think he'll be a menace, but they Liverpool have too much for them. Yeah. Ghosty. Yeah, I like agree. Um, Moyes is kind of getting the tune out of Van out of it, isn't he? Which uh, is, is no mean feat, but I think Liverpool will have too much for them. Um, I'm going to go three 0 Three 0 Yeah. Clean sheet. Another one. I'm with James. I, I think uh, we haven't actually we haven't had three clean sheets on the trot yet this season. Yeah. So if we got a clean sheet, that would be it. Um, I'd. I'm with James. I think Arnautovic could be could be a bit of a problem for us, and I can see him scoring. Um, I'm going to think it's going to be tighter. I'm going to go two one. Yeah, well, I'm going to remind you and James that you would have taken a point in Porto uh, at this this juncture, but I'm going to I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say Liverpool to win two nil and, and get that third clean sheet in a row. So I hope you're right, James. Full house, full house of Liverpool wins, so we'll all look very stupid come Monday morning. <laughs> and we'll be getting the the brick bats on Twitter, guys. Thanks very much for your time today, and. Um, James off to write Blood Red, or, or start it at least, starting another idea for it. you got any ideas? Yeah. <laughs> do, do write in, do write in if you want to be part of James's... Uh, Just send in 600 words. Yeah, latest column, you'll pick the best. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Join us on Monday to reflect on the West Ham game and look ahead to Rafa's return to Anfield. Cheers.